Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy, baby! Let's make some magic. Y'all, thank you for joining me on another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. I am so thrilled, so elated that my guest is joining me today. He is such an incredible actor, an incredible human. You can catch him on several TV shows. You can catch him in basically any theater in Chicago. Um, He was recently seen in a production of Graveyard Shift at the Goodman. I adore him. I am so grateful to call him my friend, the one and the only Debo Belogan. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for offering to have me here. I'm so excited. This is real. It's really, it really is such a treat. Um, oh. I'm, I'm uh, grinning ear to ear that I get to be here with you virtually, but still, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really something special. So thank you, thank you for uh, having me. No, I. The honor is all. It is all mine. I mean, we we met. I feel like we um, we grew into a lovely friendship um, through car rides, commuting back and forth to yeah. Oak, <laughs> to Oak Park <laughs> Festival Theater. Um, uh, oh, we are doing. I always want to call it the other name, but this, there's another play that sounds like this play in my head. But we did. You can't take it with you, correct? Yes, we did. Okay, great. Um, oh, so. Like two years ago, yeah, like two years yes. ago. Yes. Oh my god. Two years ago, almost to this date, when we started rehearsals for that show. <gasps> oh um, my god! Wow! 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 Well, times are different, you know. Um. <laughs> are they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little different. I also, fun fact is that um, we when we I was driving you home one night and you mentioned how old you were. I mean, also like I feel like all of the listeners can hear in your voice. You have one of my favorite speaking voices of all time. It is just like the most delectable. I'm like everyone book him for all of your voiceover. Like anyone's listening who's a casting agent, but still book him, book him now. Um, (laughs) But you, and you're so mature and you told me how old you were. And I think I like maybe like threw up in my mouth a little because I feel ancient around you. And, um, (laughs) Almost thought you were going to like stop the car and fight me right then and there. (laughs) Yes, yes, yep. Mm -hmm. Like a full, I mean, we'll get to Spider-Man, but yes, like a full Spider-Man comic book (laughs) fight, like a brawl in a car on 290. (laughs) Yes, on the Eisenhower. Shit was wild. Um, Yeah, and and I was like, oh, okay, so this is... This is Debo's age. So in my head, something happened and I did some math and like I instead of realizing like that I was not in fact a full decade older than you, I just in my head said that I was. And so I spent my entire year, this is not your fault, this is my fault, an entire year when I was 31 saying I was 32. So then when I realized I had been doing that, I then spent my entire year of 32 saying I was 31 because that's what we do. (laughs) And I've never gotten to tell you that. So... I'm 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 both flattered and heartbroken that I had that effect on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's because you're so awesome. Shook me to my core. Shook me to my core. Um, so we like to start off each episode by asking the same three questions. Uh, number one, what is your relationship like to Disney? 
Ooh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> oh, I, man, I, I feel like my relationship to Disney is as similar to a lot of people's relationship with Disney, especially in our like general age demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I grew up with it, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I have this very clear memory of growing up in my, my parents' house and us having in our basement just this vast collection of various VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And so many of those were just like old school, like true, true blue Disney films, like fucking Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Snow yes. White, yes. Um, Aladdin, Lion King, like the classics. The all classics. The classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my room, we had this TV uh, that had like a VHS player equipped to it. And so like all I would do like when I was home, after school, before school, was just plug in those tapes and just watch them over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a like great framework, I feel like, for how I eventually turned out as an adult. Like yeah. very much, <laughs> very much a hopeless romantic, very yes. much like in my feelings about everything at all times. <laughs> um, That's why you're an incredible actor. You're so emotionally I, available. <laughs> I guess so. So thanks, Disney. Uh, hire me. Hire us. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah. Um, Disney, Disney, it played a big part in, in my growing up and just, you know, the, the values that it, that it instilled in me. Um, That's great. Believing in the magic of like everyday moments and the magic of everyday people getting to, you know, fulfill their full potential. Yeah. Um, That's great. Definitely ideals that I really like hold, hold close to my heart now as a 25 year old man oh that's the dream you're the dream (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing side note i just had this like image in my head and i meant to say something when we started talking um but the play that we did was outside and maybe one of the hottest summers i've ever experienced in chicago oh my um and you were in like a three-piece suit um and I don't know how you survived. I literally, I'm glad you're here today. Like I, I was in a silk dress and I would sweat through it literally as soon as I put it on. on (laughs) (laughs) That's friendship. That is friendship. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast about how to make a friend sweat on them. That is how you make a friend. All over them for half a summer, you will have a friend. Will you will have a true life. friend. Yes. So sorry. I just, I was like, I have to mention the fact about how sweaty we were. Um, no, I love that. And I think that's so true knowing you and like, you know, being around you and like your sensibility and your sense of humor. And there, there's just like so much whimsy to you as a person. And, and yet you're like incredibly grounded. So I feel like that all checks out. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> um, what would your top three Disney movies be? Ooh, okay. Another big question. I know. Um, I'm sorry. They're hard. They're hard. No, it's all good. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the challenge. Um, top three Disney movies would have to be, in no particular order, but okay. just top three. Sure. Uh, Lion King. Ugh, Absolutely. I mean. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And Lilo and Stitch. (gasps) Oh, my God. I am shook. I gasped. I went backwards. Like, I leaned away back in my chair. I am so shook. Lilo and Stitch. So underrated. No one has said that. So underrated. 
yeah. 400. It's such a great film. It is. Um, I mean, talk about like really strong, like a really strong sister relationship. Like yes. Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch walked so that Frozen could run. Like they, <gasps> they set the groundwork for that. You like, heard it here. Um, that, like, that's it. That's the hot take. Like, if you learn anything today, it's that Lilo and Stitch paved the way for Frozen. It, they're like, like a strong, beautiful, but also like really complicated and, and, and at times really tumultuous sister-sister relationship. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yes. It was, yeah. I, I love that movie. Love it. The hot takes. I love it. Um, if you could be any Disney character in all of the Disneyverse, who would you be? Okay, so <laughs> um, I would definitely have to be Aladdin. Oh. Um, slowly, mm. almost like 95% because of the fact that growing up, and still to this day, I have a massive crush on Princess Jasmine. I mean, um, yeah, let's all get in line. Like, who like, is, yes. no one like, is who, hotter. Who, who yeah. doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Was was convinced I was going to marry Princess Jasmine for the better part of my childhood. <laughs> that's the best. Oh my god, that's the best. I mean, yeah. I again, it's like she she literally has everything, and also a pet tiger. You know, and like, also a pet tiger. Like that's just like cherry, cherry on the fucking Sunday. Yeah, you can't get better than that. (laughs) (laughs) And you would get to wear like a little vest. You like Mm -hmm. you would look great in that ensemble. You would get to like, you know, run through the streets. You would get to sing great songs and then you'd end up in a palace. Like, yeah, I get it. That's a solid choice. It really is. Like, speaking of like ensemble, like Aladdin's costume choice, like so <gasps> like fashionable, but also at the same time maximizing comfort. <laughs> I really, I, I really applaud that. Yeah, he is there. He is interested in loungewear, athleisure. Like he, he knows himself. He knows his needs for comfort um, and mobility because, you know, he's jumping off of buildings, doing yeah, like super crazy shit. Also, like jumping off of buildings, um, you know, a sensible segue uh, into the film you picked today. I'm so, so glad you picked it. I'm also so honored that you are bestowing me with the first Marvel movie of all of BDE. Like, this is the first one. Yes. Like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting (laughs) because as much of a Disney nerd as I am, like, I include Marvel in that. And I am, I am, that is like a deep, deep dive that I always want to go on. Like, maybe just as involved as I am with Disney. So I'm so glad you picked this. I'm so excited. Thank you for indulging me and, and being okay with me kind of throwing a curveball in there and wanting to go with some Marvel action. Yes, yes. Are you are you into like super into Marvel? Do you I know I didn't ask you this ahead of time, but just well, you know I'll 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 say that I, I definitely cried when I saw Endgame. <laughs> I mean, um, if you're so a, I mean, who did, if you didn't cry at Endgame, like get out. Just take yourself <laughs> home, stay inside, literally stay home right now, but also just never come out of your house. Like that how do you not cry? It's stunning. Stunning. Um yes, definitely a Marvel stand. Um Great. I was <laughs> Was not was not like growing up. I was never like hugely into comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but 
once this kind of like a smart marble hysteria started happening and I like really started to like get a feel for just the scope of that universe. Mm-hmm. I really just kind of like dived in at first and yeah. really gravitated towards it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now I'm like fucking love Marvel. Like <laughs> would, would die for Marvel. Oh, you will be in a Marvel film. I'm manifesting that right now. Right now. There it is. It's done. It's happening. Magic Kevin, is real. Kevin, Kevin Feige, if you're listening. Call yes. Them <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> call them. I think we're wrapped by the same people. So you could yeah. call, you could co- just call them. F- yeah, call them for both. Um, we'd for love, us. we'd love to see it. Um, great chemistry. We right. This. Yes, we do. We got this. We got this. Get on it. Oh my God. I would die. Okay. Um, that's another podcast. We just talk about the Marvel movie that neither <laughs> of us are in, <laughs> but that we could be in. That's, a, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um, oh, I love <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out in 2018. Yeah, like just about two years ago. Um, and like, as I mentioned to you, like to me, this is such a standalone Marvel film, like especially in terms of style. Um, the, the, I, I feel like I wrote down something about the animation like maybe 12 times. It is so exceptional and so different and so creative and so fun. Um, I mean, everything about this, it just feels really unique to me in a way that even like Thor Ragnarok did, like separately, but you know, yeah. Yeah, stylistically, it's it's just such a like bold and confident movie. Yes. Um, the animation itself, like you, like you said, it's like, it's like they, they took like a, a two-dimensional comic book and just like blew it up and made it 4D. Yes. And it looks yes. it looks so stunning. Like it, it just does. looks <laughs> Yeah, it's it it's like it's very breathtaking. Like I forgot mm. how moved there's so many images in this film that I'm like I feel, I feel like I'm on a ride. Like, I feel like I'm on a ride at Disney World. Like, it's, like, so immersive. Um, and, like, and the fucking music. The score is <laughs> in <laughs> fucking insane. I have never worked out to an album more than I have to the soundtrack. Like, I have, I don't know that I've ever left a theater and then immediately downloaded a soundtrack. Like, it's it really is. It's absolutely incredible. It's so effective and empowering and powerful. Um, and I, I I mean, I'll get to my takeaway eventually. But I do feel like by making it so immersive, like you said, by like cr- taking a 2D comic book and then turning it into something 4D, it like really lends itself to that idea that like, I mean, the overarching theme of, you know, everyone being able to wear the mask, like this is for everyone, this, um, like the all encompassing inclusivity of this film. Um, I think it just really like 2018 for several reasons for Marvel, I think like really set them apart. But this to me, it just, it just says so many incredible things. It's so special. Yeah, it really is. Um, and the fact that they, they chose to, tell a spider-man story that i feel like not that many people know about i mean there's the obvious like peter parker um mary jane watson gwen stacy like that there's that Mm -hmm. there's that story Mm -hmm. then to to take the story of of miles morales and put that into mainstream light was Mm -hmm. really cool to see and to give people like another perspective on the just how massive 
the Spider-Man universe is within the Marvel scape. Yes. Um, I felt really cool and a really good way to like bring in bring in new fans to the genre who absolutely who, who may not have been 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 down with her interested in Marvel beforehand. Like that was a really cool way to entice people to come in. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. like audiences of color. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like watching that movie and seeing like a young black nerd go from <laughs> being like, just like this, this like hilarious and like smart, <laughs> like 14, 15 year old kid. And then see him go from being that to being like this amazing superhero <laughs> who like single hand, almost single handedly saves the day at the end of the movie was amazing. Yeah. And as as a young black nerd myself, I felt, <laughs> I felt a, a very strong kinship with that storyline. Um, and, and I know that a lot of other, you know, Marvel fans who, who are also people of color felt as though having that movie be in the Marvel canon and having it be so well received by audiences like worldwide was a very special feeling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it, I was, yeah, I kind of, I mentioned to you that I was talking about uh, Mulan with someone last night, um, and we were speaking about the way that she, um, when Mulan came out, she was 18 years old and, um, and had also had been obsessed with Disney movies, and then seeing herself represented in, in the way, not only as a quote-unquote princess, even though she's a warrior, but like, you know, seeing having someone that she could have a kinship with who she can identify with in such a position of power. Um, it's just so exciting. And like, I mean, what, what an incredible gift I feel like this movie gives, um, for so many reasons to young men of color. Um, I think it's, I think it's incredible. So many of the things that it says about relationships, um, between men and vulnerability, um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and I love that there are so many instances um, of vulnerability in these characters. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's lovely. And seeing, you know, seeing fathers say, I love you to their sons, they, they, there was such an importance um, on those relationships. And I think it's incredible. They shine through so well in this film. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, tender, the tenderness of like the, like I said, the, the male relationships in the film with Miles and his dad and with Miles and his uncle, mm-hmm. the, the amount of love there was like so apparent mm-hmm. and like really, really refreshing to see. Cause you don't, you don't get to see that a lot yeah. um, in, in films these days. And so to be able to see that happen in, in, in real time for you was, was, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 And I love that when we start off the film, I mean, Marvel for me, they're just like kings and queens of joke recall. Like they're so smart when they do humor. Like once they figured out their niche in terms of humor, I feel like they were like, great. Now we know how to make these movies. Like we, (laughs) we can lay into jokes. People love jokes, you know, like Deadpool. Like they just like, yeah, yeah, it's like they found their vibe. Um, And so I love that we start off and we're, and again, we'll get the history of, each spider person as we go along. Um, but we first get, uh, Peter Parker's, um, I think that's, uh, initially voiced by Chris Pine, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and so um, and so we we kind of get introduced to the world, and then we cut to Miles. Um, and like the animation shifts in such an interesting way. Um, I feel like everything was so bright um, and of course kind of like glitchy and interesting. Um, and then it, they do this interesting thing where I feel like they mix realism with like surrealism. So I, I feel like I can't describe it. I'm clearly not an animator, but <laughs> I feel like the way they animate the city of New York versus the characters that they put into it, there's some like the contrast is just, it's, it's so textured. Um, yeah. Like <clears throat> may, and maybe that's that idea of putting a 2d comic book into like a 4d scape. It's just, it's so cool. I le- sorry. Sometimes I hear what I say and I'm like, you are such a fucking nerd Tyler. And I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I oh, am. <laughs> I mean, yes, you are, but it's amazing. And I love it. <laughs> like, it's so no, real. No, no shame in the nerdiness. Thank you. No shame. Thank you. Um, yeah, we, we, we meet Miles, um, who is voiced by um, Shamik Moore from The Get Down, who will also be in the next Spider-Man. Cannot fucking wait for that in 2022. Um, we have something to look forward to in two years. Um, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank God. Um, but yeah, we we meet his parents. Uh, his mother is a nurse, um, and uh, his father is. Or Miles is walking through the neighborhood um, and gets picked up by his dad, who is a police officer. Um, and that relationship between them, like I love, j- just again, I feel like the the way they weave in, the way they weave in, like something that could be from our world into a comic book comic book world I think is so interesting and they immediately give us this like just incredible relationship with his father um and I love how loving he is I love that he takes him to school um and uh he when he drops him off um he calls over his uh his intercom his speaker um telling him he has to say i love you like it's it's <laughs> and i feel like that's behavior that maybe you would see from like you know 5 years ago or 10 years ago from like a female in a film but you so rarely get to see it from a male uh, exactly. especially with his son you know cuz uh, Jefferson Davis, who, which is Miles' dad, dad's name, mm-hmm. um, he has such a, like, he's set up to be kind of like this hard ass and someone who is very tough on Miles, but it, you can tell immediately that that comes from a place of love. Right. Um, so, like you said, seeing him kind of embarrass his son in that way, but also shows just <laughs> how much of a deep, profound sense of love and adoration he has for him. Yeah. Um, like you, you see that happening on screen and like part of you cringes because <laughs> you imagine your own yes. father doing that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also a part of you is just filled with so much appreciation because like, you, you know, that, 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 that moment is rooted in such a place of familiarity and comfortability mm-hmm. and adoration that it mm-hmm. just makes it equal parts embarrassing and equal parts just very heartwarming. 
Yes, yes. And we learn on their journey to school um, that Jeff, his father, he's complaining about Spider-Man. He is not a fan of Spider-Man. Um, right. and, and we learn that Miles <laughs> is, um, he's now going to like a, like a fancy boarding school um, yeah. and, he, and, you know, kind of feels like he's only going there because he won, essentially like won a lottery placement there. Um, and that's why he feels like, or that's what he feels like is the only reason that he got in. Um, and, and he gets there. Yeah. Like we said, Jeff makes him say, I love you before going into school. <laughs> um, and, um, and like shit is stressful. Like school is hard. He has like 20 fucking books. I was like, what, what is this? I mean, maybe that's what high school was like. And I just forgot or blocked it out of my memory, but you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Definitely right about that. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, it's stressful. Um, and he gets to a class uh, eventually where they're watching a movie. Um, and again, I love that he, uh, he, Miles has such an amazing balance of like humor and poise. Um, and he's so smart. It's just such an incredible role model. I love this character so much. And I love that he comes in and instantly tries to crack a joke and no one laughs. <laughs> no one. No, <laughs> no one. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and uh, that's just so upsetting to me because it's such a smooth line that he drops. Yes. He's like, you go, yes so good i would have laughed but like (laughs) i also you know in like if i had been in high school and i met miles i would have been like we're gonna date don't worry about it that's you know you heard it here right (laughs) i'm like you're funny you're smart i'm like listing all of his attributes i'm like tyler get it together yeah, so he, the teacher uh, calls him out for basically, um, you know, he knows the right answers on a true-false quiz, and he's clearly, like, choosing the wrong answers. So she obviously knows he's trying to quit, um, right. and which makes sense. I mean, I, he doesn't feel like he fits in. Um, he just wants to go back to his old school. I mean, that school does look like – it looks like very, very um, – acrylic like you know it's just like very shiny and doesn't look super welcoming so i get it i get it yeah very much twitty twitty prep school yes <laughs> yeah like a full <laughs> gossip girl vibe yeah it's yeah. not it's not great um so he goes over to he sneaks out he goes over to his uncle's house aaron uh mahershala ali oh my god i mean like Sing me to sleep, act for me always, like moonlight, true detect, literally everything. I was like, what is the point? He, he's been in everything. He's so terrific. So he's fucking amazing. good. He is. Can I just say, the, uh, the first time I saw this movie in theaters and I saw the scene between Miles and Aaron, I was mm-hmm. like, why does this remind me of Moonlight so much? <laughs> <laughs> At the well. end, the credits rolling, and I was like, oh, that was Mahershala Ali. That's why. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I love, oh my God. I mean, his voice is so incredible. Like, and is so subtle and simple and effortless and cool. Like, I'm like, God, you just don't even try. You are just. Like you exude cool, you exude confidence. And I love these scenes that we have with Aaron and Miles where he's teaching him how to talk to girls. um, And (laughs) so fucking charming. Um, And um, and he offers to take him uh, somewhere to paint. But 
Miles is like, I don't know, because my dad. But obviously, he's going to go anyways. Like, Aaron is that cool uncle that, like, I feel like so many of us have had. Like, I just, I have, uh, like, my two uncles, I'm like, I just want you to think I'm cool. Like, for whatever reason, my entire life, that's been my goal. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know why. No one knows why. Um, but There's something um, about there's something about like the position of uncle aunt where it's like they're not your parents so there's yes. a certain degree of like freedom and looseness that you feel around them it's like all right that can like that can be like cool and kind of mouth off to you and i won't get there won't be as severe repercussions yes 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 that's very true um and so yeah they go uh they go through a subway tunnel um again i'm like how how do these like i mean I could never, I'm such a scaredy cat. So I'm like, I could not, if uh, I wish I would be cool enough to go through a subway tunnel, at, like through this gate, but I am someone, I just get caught every rule I break, I get caught. So I would, it, <laughs> it would not, it would not end well. Um, but while they're painting, um, and I, I love that Aaron's like giving him tips. He's helping him with the piece he's working on. Um, and, uh, uh, this like crazy cyborg spider shows up and is crawling all over miles, but he keeps like missing him, not being able to bite him. Um, and they're getting ready to leave. And then miles takes, um, a pick of his work and the spider bites him. And I love that we get this like hyper fucking dramatic, like, like into the veins, everything's blue like it's gonna be crazy they'll cut to him and he screams and he just like slaps it like <laughs> yeah like really lackadaisical like get the fuck yes me. <laughs> yes yes it's so good it's so good i feel like they do that so often in this film like they just play to the opposite of what everyone would expect um right. which is why it's so good and so surprising um it's so brilliant it really is. Yeah. And then, so he goes to sleep. He's in his dorm, goes to sleep, wakes up. And then shit gets weird. Like, his pants don't fit. He has a voice in his head that's narrating for him. Um, he gets little, like, comic book pop-ups, um, <laughs> which I love. Um, how they start, like, blending actual 2D comic book world. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, was a really, that was a really clever addition. I love that. Yeah. And, um, and so then we meet Gwen. Um, I mean, ugh, what a babe. Also, side note, I just like, I need to go whenever it's allowed again to a Comic-Con. I need to cosplay as Gwen. This is it. I am saying it. It must happen because I've spoken yeah. into law. Yes. She's the shit. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> C2E2. I would, love, I would love it. You'd be amazing. You'd be absolutely amazing. <laughs> I just want to wear a little green. Like, she's a ballerina and she's a superhero. Like, shit. Oh my God. Everyone in this movie. So good. So good. It is just the best superhero movie. Um, so, yeah, he meets her or runs into her because they've already met in class. He is super sweaty. Um, <laughs> Which I love, just like a great detail. Um, and tries to put, like, he tries to put the moves on her that Aaron taught him. <laughs> and, 
and it goes so wrong. Like it, it oh. she she's not really buying it, and then his hand gets stuck in her fucking hair, and then his hand is sticking to her book, and it and everyone is watching, and it is so I mean just so fucking cringy. Um, and so they have to go to the nurse's office, and they shave his hand off of her head, <laughs> and she's got like this, like. At first, kind of embarrassing, but later on in the film, like, looks super fly on her. This, like, yes. pat of, of shortened hair on the side yeah. of her head. Yeah, it's like an, un- I guess, like, kind of like an undercut on one side. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so cool. I was like, I could never. Like, I... <laughs> Dude, she was working it. She was rocking it. Yes, yes. She looks so fucking cool. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so they come out of the nurse's office. Everyone is laughing at him. Um, he ends up running from one of the security guards, end up, ends up in his office, and now, like, everything is sticking. And I do feel like this is kind of a nightmare. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> trying to touch something and then having to unstick yourself, and literally you are sticking to everything. It sounds terrible yeah. to me. Yeah. Worst we're, we're nightmare, for sure. Worst right. nightmare material. Right, right. And so he goes out the window. He is sticking to the building. He's slamming into other classroom windows. I, like, it is just, it is it is a bit of a shitstorm. Um, but he does get to his dorm room. Um, and then we have this great moment, like this amazing moment of discovery when a Spider-Man comic falls on him. And like, the, the way they animate his realization of like the possibility that there could be more than one Spider-Man is so Mm -hmm. it's, it's so alive and real. It's just great. It's just great. It's such a cool moment. And I'm sure it would be very terrible for me would be very terrifying if I found out that I had the responsibility to be a superhero. (laughs) To be, to be the next Spider-Man pretty much. I'd be the worst. I'd be the worst. That's, you know, that's fine. Um, you'd be great. I feel like you would slay. You'd be like, no problem. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm collected. I'm going to save the city. I would be like, uh, I cannot do this alone. Tyler, <laughs> I, I, I cannot stress to you enough how utterly clumsy I am. Uh, and I feel like that would just either end in very serious injury of me or civilians. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. we're gonna put that on pause. Okay, yeah, we'll put a pin in that. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. little more coordinated. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> So, but we'd be a great duo. This is what, see, this is our Marvel movie. We would be a great duo. You would be so cool and collected, maybe clumsy. I would dance around and be afraid. It, it's a perfect bounce. There we go. We wrote it. That's, Boom. you're welcome. You're welcome. Million, movie. Million right. dollar movie. That's it. It's right there. <laughs> um, and yes. And so he calls, he calls his uncle Aaron. He's not picking up. Um, he's having this crazy realization and he's like, okay, great. Well, I got to go back to the scene of the bite. Like I got to figure this out. He sees the spider and then the spider fucking glitches um, and then everything kind of around him starts to fluctuate, like, or glitch. I mean, that's just what I call it because I, it, that's what it, it reminds me of like a glitch in like a video game or, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know, like exactly. I was like, I don't know if there's like a Marvel term, but that's what I'll call it. <laughs> Yeah, glitch, glitch seems like the most accurate term I okay. can think of. Okay, okay, good. Um, and so, yeah, he follows he follows these sounds, um, and he finds Spider-Man, Spider-Man, uh, fighting the Green Goblin. Again, this is, wh- this is where my knowledge of, like, the Spider-Verse is not super broad for me. Like, I, I don't know a lot about it. So 
like seeing this, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard people talk about the Green Goblin. And then I went and did more research, but I was like, oh, these are these people I've heard people talk about. Like (laughs) this (laughs) this checks out. Um, But yeah, um, Green Goblin is there. It is just like in pure comic book form now. Like they are fighting. Shit is crazy. Um, He finds this like weird machine uh, tunnel thing, which we don't really know what it is yet. Um, it's like, and it's all through a subway tunnel. Like this is wild. Like it's wild. It's crazy. Like New York is New York is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's fucking nuts. That's what I learned from this movie. New York is crazy. It's New York is fucking nuts. Yeah, anything is possible. In case you didn't know before, New York is crazy. Yes, that's your takeaway from today. Um, yeah, and so Spider-Man, uh, he actually ends up saving Miles, um, and he's like, listen, I'll help you, but I need you to destroy this machine, which we find out is the Collider. Um, and and then all of a sudden, this other bad guy comes in. Again, excuse me for not knowing everyone's name, but I'll call him the other bad guy. The other bad guy comes in, and then Green fucking Goblin shows up again, and shit is crazy. Meanwhile, we meet Kingpin, who is, like, this... I don't even know how to describe... <laughs> I'm like a linebacker. <laughs> He's like if... My dude from the Despicable Me franchise, <gasps> played by Steve Carell. I forget his name. Oh, he's yes. like if that dude Groot or Grew like, Grew. Mm-hmm. Groot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like if just like a just like injected protein into his veins yes. for yes. months. <laughs> yes, yes, he is thick. Like his neck is as wide as his shoulders, which is as wide as his yeah. jaw. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he is a big, big boy. He is. Yes, he is. Um, and so he turns on this machine, which essentially like can is opening another dimension. Um, mm-hmm. And and the green green goblin shows up and or he's still there. He's fighting Spider-Man. He pushes him into it. And then everything fucking explodes. Um, is the entire city of New York turns off and then turns back on and everything's just like a little bit different. Um, and post fight miles runs to Spider-Man. Um, and Spider-Man is like, fucked. Like he is not, he's, he's coughing. We are like, we love you, Chris Pine. Thank you for being in the new star Treks. Like we will miss you. <laughs> Do not leave us. Um, if your name is Chris and you've been in a Marvel movie, my name is Tyler Meredith. I am married. However, um, let me. <laughs> this is my contingency plan. My husband Jeff knows. If uh, hey, I'm like, why are they all named Chris? Okay, anyways, that's another podcast where I just talk about all of the Chris's. <laughs> that's another podcast. Everybody loves Chris. Everybody loves Chris. And it's just me talking about Pine, Hemsworth, like <laughs> Alvin, <laughs> Pratt, Evans. Every, every, every. <laughs> yes, all of them. Um, but he gives, so Spider-Man gives Miles the key to destroy the Collider. Um, and Kingpin ends up finding Spider-Man and says that, and Spider-Man says that he knows that what Kingpin is trying to do, he knows what he's trying to to do and that essentially who he's trying to find, which we don't know yet, that it's not going to work, that they're never coming back. 
And then, you know, in true Kingpin fashion, he just fucking kills him. Like, essentially smashes him to death. Just him. Just like in one, in one foul swoop. Just like, boom. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. I was like, this guy is dark. This is dark. Um, he's bad news. Um, and un- uh, I mean, unluckily for Miles, he makes some noise. Kingpin hears it and then sends someone, we don't know who yet, or who this person actually is, um, to kill him. And it is a crazy fucking chase through the subway, through the streets of New York. Again, like the animation is just absolutely out of this world. It is, it's so vibrant. You're, it, I just felt, I don't know if you felt this way, but I just felt like every time I've watched it, so completely transported. Um, it it re- yeah, it's, it really is. It, I, the only way I can describe it is like, I feel like I'm on a ride at Disney World when I watch this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's breathtaking just yeah. how how well it just like wraps you in and takes you for a ride. Yes. Um, whether you whether you're like ready for it or not, it's just like you you're glued to the screen and just like there in the moment with them. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's so present. And it and then I feel like because it like forces you to be present. Like I never look at my phone. I'm just like, but the only thing I can do is watch this movie. It's so, yeah. so engaging. Um, and yeah, we get one of my favorite lines. <laughs> I just love Marvel making fun of things. It's, I think it's the writers are so good. Um, but when they're in the midst of this crazy fucking chase, um, there's a group of like a group of you know, citizens staring up at this weird glitchy light post. Um, and one of them just says, yeah, I think it's a Banksy and that's it. It's like so (laughs) off the cuff. I think it is brilliant. I think it is brilliant. I just loved that. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. The the writers for this movie are so, so self-aware. This movie is so self-aware. It's it's not afraid of itself. Yes, exactly. That's when I feel like Marvel just knocks it out of the fucking park. Like they just, they really, yeah. When they don't take themselves too seriously, it's perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Miles does, he he makes it back home. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's like very clearly um, distressed. He has this wonderful conversation with his dad. Um, and I love his father, Jeff's character so much. Uh, and he says one of my favorite lines of his, which is our family doesn't run from things. Um, he's just so poignant. Um, and, uh, he goes out to watch the news with his mom. And then all of a sudden we hear about the death of Spider-Man and now it's just like, it's fucking everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody knows. Um, and I can't imagine, I was like, what would that be like if you were with a celebrity and this celebrity died and then it was everywhere? Right in front of you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Very violently. It's so intense. It's crazy. It's crazy. What's What's cool about that, or not not cool, but like what's interesting about that is that I feel like the Spider-Man narratives that we're used to is that we kind of like, well, in past movies, we're like introduced to Spider-Man kind of as he's getting his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this version of Spider-Man, the one that is played by Chris Pine, he's like. He says that he's been Spider-Man for 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, he's seasoned. He's a veteran at this. Like people in New York, like know and love him for the most part. Um, 
And so that just adds to the way like someone like this isn't just like some new vigilante on the scene. This is like someone who people have like looked up to as a hero for a decade now. Yes. He he's gone. And the the weight of that is just you you feel it watching that scene unfold when it hits the news and everyone finds out about it. You feel that weight, that heaviness. But yeah. Yeah, it's it like for whatever reason, I thought about um, not a superhero at all. um, And this is aging me greatly. But I think I was like seven when Princess Diana died. And that was like to watch that unfold in present time was or like in real time was astounding. Like it's like to see people cry on air or, you know, it's like a figure who everyone has revered seeing um, it, it's just what it's wild. Yeah. It's like, un, it's truly unbelievable. Um, and I, I love that we then get miles going to, um, to go buy a Spider-Man costume um, from Stan's comics. And we get our <laughs> Stan Lee co- cameo. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, or no, maybe maybe Endgame was that was that the last film he was in, or was that this? I, I should have looked that up. I think Endgame was the last film he was in. I think okay. I'm yeah. seventy five. I think you're sure. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, yeah. I, oh God, God bless Stanley. Again, that's another podcast just talking about how great he is. Um, but, um, I love that. The detail is so fun. Um, and I, I love that he's like, what if I can return it or, you know, can I return it? What if it doesn't fit? Um, and he says it always fits eventually. I mean, Oh, just like so good. The writing is so good. Um, and so, Oh, that, I just love that moment. I think it's so special. Um, and then he goes, he goes to Peter Parker's funeral, um, and um, and he thinks when uh, it's MJ, correct? The is that his Peter's <laughs> girlfriend? Peter's wife. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I'm like, I'm like that. She had red hair. Um, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) again, I'm bad at comic books. I'm bad, but I love them. I love them so much, but I'm very bad. Like me and Game of Thrones. I'm like the guy, you know, the guy with the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I'm the worst. Everyone's like, you're terrible. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, he really thinks, Miles thinks that she is talking directly to him. And so he goes, he buys all these Spider-Man comic books. We get this great, like, physical bit of him trying to jump off the building and prepping him and then going back down the stairs all the way to the bottom and then going back up and then jumping and then falls somehow without dying because definitely, yeah, you know, it's Marvel magic, you know, Um, and somehow his leg isn't broken. I don't know. I'm like, what is he? Did he break his leg? No. Okay. Okay. I won't won't pull the threads. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Um and and it's snowy of course because who doesn't love like a snowy dramatic scene in New York. Um but it's snowy and he goes to Peter's grave um and he says that he's messed up. Uh the key he's telling this to Peter and then meanwhile someone sneaks up on him and he gets his spidey sense and he knocks him the fuck out. Um, and then shit gets so weird <laughs> if it then, hasn't already. 
Yeah. And then that's when like the movie just like kicks it into hyperdrive and you're like, oh shit, this is this is going to be a, this is going to be a crazy ride. Yes. Right. Like it, it's not at all what I expected. Like from this moment on, I felt like I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This isn't what I thought was happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we and then we meet Jake Johnson. Oh, my God. I'm so obsessed with him. Love him on New Girl. He is so fucking funny. Um and I love the idea of this emotionally broken dad bod Spidey, like <laughs> just rocking a pair of fucking sweatpants and no shoes. Like it's brilliant. It is actually brilliant. I think. <laughs> and like he fulfills the role of the Yoda to Miles. And it's just brilliant. I think it's I thought that was so fucking funny and so creative. <laughs> It's like the version of Spider-Man that you you least expect, like the the chewed up and spat out version of Spider-Man who's like been doing this for such a long time and has like lost so much and he's just like fed up and like has a beer gut, like you said. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so true. It's like, I, I do. I love, I love like the mirror stories of having Miles like come into his own and also having Peter, this version of Peter Parker, like come into his own. I think that's really beautiful. Um, and again, having two men like in this like in this idea of a friendship, share a kind of platonic love. It's just so exciting to me that this is something that like, you know, people younger than us have access to. I just, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's like, uh, basically he has showed up because the glitch happened and he flew through the universe and he is now in New York. Um, and the police show up and they are trying to escape miles. Um, miles is with dad bod Spidey again. The music is fire. Like the, this score is so bananas. Um, it is like so unexpected and in, in the way that I feel like so many Marvel scores are, they're just like so fucking epic. And this is so unique and truly to me just like stands on its own. Um, but yeah, they get, they get connected with their web Spidey. (laughs) Everyone's like, fuck you. You don't know anything about Spider-Man. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I don't. How dare you, Tyler? I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like the Spidey web, (laughs) they get stuck. (laughs) They get stuck to the train. Um, and I love, I love that. One of the officers is like, yeah, we have a kid dressed like Spider-Man and a homeless corpse that's connected to, like, the B train. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> again. Um, you know, yep, I feel yep. Like, like, that's just, like, that's probably almost verbatim an actual police report. <laughs> that yes. I have a police officer in New York in real life. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. <laughs> that's, that's definitely it. At some point. <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, 
So Miles takes uh, Peter P, Peter Parker, we'll call him Peter P, uh, to Aaron's house. Um, he's tied him up uh, to this punching bag, um, and he has he has spun his web around him. And those are Spider-Man terms. And um, he, but of course, because he says, like, what does he say? Like, look at the hands. Don't look at the hands. Look at the mouth or, like, vice versa. It's something like that. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't don't look at the mouth. Don't don't look at the mouth. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. That's right. Okay, great. Because immediately he escapes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. I mean, he is a veteran Spider-Man. Um, yeah. And so he escapes, or at least he tries to, but his body keeps glitching, um, which looks super fucking painful and is very disturbing to watch, I found. <laughs> Yeah. Then watching your body basically be like, nope, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe that's like, maybe that's what our body does sometimes if we're like not feeling well. It's like, I'm not in this dimension today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. He's like, I want out right now. Thank you very much. Right. Right. And um, so Miles tells him about the collider and and then Peter Parker is like, okay, great. I'm going to go there right now so I can get home. And they're just like casually walking up and down the sides of buildings, which I love. Um, and uh, and luckily, Miles convinces him to help him so that everyone doesn't fucking die um, by <laughs> pouting and trying to make him feel guilty, which, <laughs> which is great. I mean, you know, why not? You got to get what you want. Get that objective, yeah. Miles. Use what you got. Use what you got. Um, and and so he's like, great. Okay, cool. We got to get there immediately. And then they go stop for a burger, just like a sensible burger breakfast. Um, and then they head to Alchemex, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, basically just like a scary version of the Avengers campus, just like glass. And it's scary. Uh, it's in the middle of upstate New York. It checks out. I'm like, Avengers Campus? Yeah, probably the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're essentially having to retrace former Peter Parker's steps um, and uh, through the woods. Um, also, you know, I, we love to see that uh, dad bod Spider-Man is still wearing sweatpants. It's just so great. It's so great. And they're not like good sweatpants. They're like worn, gross yeah. sweatpants. <laughs> gross, gray sweatpants. Yes, yes. Like Jake Johnson was like, correct. That is how I would look if I was Spider-Man. <laughs> like it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, and so Peter heads inside um, and Miles is still outside, sees Kingpin show up and is like, no, 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 no. So he runs inside um, and I mean, he really just wants someone to teach him Spidey stuff. Like he's just trying to yeah. be a good student. He's just trying to be prepared. He's like, he just got this power. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He's like, is this right. puberty? I don't know. Right. I know. Yes. I love that he keeps thinking it's puberty. He's like, I'm sweating. It's puberty. It's not. I already went through it. Like, I was like, great. No, no. Honey. <laughs> it's different. You have webs coming out of your hands. Um, right. But um, <laughs> but Miles finds Peter um, and they overhear, uh, well, seemingly a harmless scientist. Um telling Kingpin um, that a black hole can show up in Brooklyn, essentially, if he uses this fucking collider. Like, it's going to fuck everything up. Um, 
and they are trying to they're trying to steal this hard drive. Uh, the scientist catches them, except now, luckily, fucking uh, Miles can be invisible. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, that was, that was such a cur. I, I I did not expect that at all. And to have like that secondary superpower. <laughs> yep, you got your primary, you got your secondary. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, who doesn't want to be invisible? I think that's fucking great. That's the dream. I would love that. And not need an invisibility cloak. Like I could just, I love it. I would do it all the time. Do it. I would do it at the grocery store. It'd be great. It'd be perfect. Um, But um, yeah, so now he's gone invisible. And then all of a sudden, like shit goes from like seemingly fine to like very, very poorly because the scientist straps Peter down. And now we learn that this like seemingly fine and like not threatening scientist is actually the one, the only Doc Ock, a.k.a. Yep. Catherine fucking Han. I love that Catherine Han is voicing a villain in a Marvel movie. I adore her. I think she's so terrific. I like I just love it. And I would never be like, oh, Catherine Han would be a villain. Like, it's just <laughs> it's so fun. That yeah, that that Doc Ock reveal like shook me to my core. Yes, <laughs> it every was, time. It was, the, it was the last thing I was expecting to come out of that character. But yes. then the fucking arm metal oh. arm things came out. I was like, oh shit, I am like <laughs> shitting my pants right now. This is terrifying. <laughs> yes, it to me it reminded me of Ursula. With like when Ursula bursts yeah. through Vanessa's skin, like it's just like yeah. yeah I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go to there. That is not great. Get me away. Um, yeah, and they luckily they escape through the forest, or they're trying to. And um, Peter is teaching Miles how to swing, and then like. Obviously, Doc Ock shows back up. Shit is fucking crazy. They are swinging with the hard drive, but Peter glitches and Doc Ock grabs the fucking computer. But just fucking kidding, because Gwen shows up. Give this bitch all of the medals. Gwen is the shit. Saves the day. Saves the day. Her superhero costume, too, on point. I mean. So fucking fly. It's so sickening. She's uh, like, and I love that she's like, yeah, just with like a little bit of pink and green. Like just like super subtle. Otherwise, just like a sensible like ice white. So clean. So chic. We love it. Um, and yeah, and ba- and then we get her background story, and basically it's the same thing that she was glitched into another version of New York, also voiced by Haley Steinfeld. And I was like, "This is great! Like, you're great." I mean, I think I like her voice and characters. Maybe this is a personal opinion. Maybe more than like a lot of the work I've seen her do. I mean, I think she's like very talented, but I think she's terrific as Gwen. I think she's perfect. She's, this. Haley, yes, uh, so on point. The entire cast, like oh. such a great, such a great voice cast. Yes, they were, yes, they were really Yes, and then we cut back. We were, we're now with Kingpin, and this is when we really learn he's standing on uh, top of Alchemex, um, clicking his pen like a fucking maniac. And we learn now his backstory and who he's looking for. And I was looking for be, to be able to get his family 
um, to come back because he and his family um, got into an argument. They rushed out after seeing him fight. He was fighting with Spider-Man, and they ended up getting killed in a car crash. It's so sad. And again, I love... I love having villains that you can sympath, like you somehow find sympathy for. It's like, the, like, and then creating that conflict in an audience. I, j- it's just so smart. It's so smart. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, meanwhile, like Doc Ock is like, great. We will meet you. We will be at the collider. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna, bl- we're gonna fuck some shit up. Um, and they're on, Miles and Gwen are on the bus back to NYC, um, and they're bonding, and I'm into it. I'm like, listen, can this movie just be about y'all? When are you going to kiss? Like, I'm on board. I know that you're <laughs> friends. But also, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, question mark? Oh, 100%. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to be up fucking set. Like, I need it. I'm going to have some opinions for the studio. Yes, yes. Take some notes. I have notes for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bob Igers, I have notes. Um, you don't run Marvel, but you run Disney, so basically it's all of it. Um, but, yeah, they're bonding, and then they show up at Aunt May's house, a.k.a. Lily Tomlin. Like, who doesn't want Lily Tomlin as their aunt? Um, what a queen. Uh, we love we love a Mrs. Fred moment at any moment of our lives like please she's brilliant um and uh so they get to go now they get to go into peter's like former peter parker's i call it the spider cave who knows it probably has a term but i was like the spider cave that's where they go right to me right it's like a bat cave you know batman um so they go into (laughs) right so they go into the spider cave and it is rad as fuck like there are so so many different costumes like so like they're all sickening it's so cool i was like what the fuck um and we get this amazing moment of it's super short and simple but of miles looking at the suit and kind of like having a connection with it um And I love that that's just kind of like put in there. There's no dialogue. It's really subtle. But it's, I was like, oh, that shit speaks volumes. Like, that is so specific. Yeah. Um, and Aunt May, Aunt May's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can help you out. Let me, let me, uh, let me grab these other spider things for you because you didn't think you guys were the only ones, right? And then, that now at this point, like, I'm like, we are in a farce. We are in a farce. Like, this is wild. It's like the genre knows no fucking bounds. <laughs> like, they just like bend the shit out of it. And they're like, we're going to do whatever we want. Now. Yes. They're like, oh, right, right. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, did you want Nick Cage to be like a. Spider Noir, like a noir version of fucking Spider-Man. Yes, I fucking did. Obviously, I didn't know I needed that, but now I can't live without it. Yeah. (laughs) Same with John John Mulaney as Peter Porker, Spider Pig. Oh my god, Spider Pig is I mean a gift. A gift. Like, again, they're like, John, would you mind just, like, voicing this pig? He's like, Spider-Man? He's like, yes. (laughs) Can you you think of a more perfect voice for that character? Yes, it's perfect. (laughs) 
It's so good. And and then we get Penny Parker, who also has a super cool robot that she is like emotionally and physically connected to, uh, mm-hmm. voiced by Kamiko Glenn, um, who, it, I mean, slays and everything, slays and Orange is the New Black. She is so, so great. I love Penny Parker. She is goals for me. Like smart, multitasker, probably a Virgo. I want to be Penny Parker. Probably a Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you- What's your sign, Tyler? I'm so happy to tell you, I I am an Aries, but I I do not identify as an Aries. Um, I I highly identify as wait what what is how you? It's like how you. I'm bad with like sun, moon, and rising stuff. But anyways, one of mine is Virgo, and that is a hundred percent how I identify. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, with some of the fire in there, but it's mostly like, Oh, hyper organized having to make lists. Yep. That would, that would be me. Um, what about you? What are your signs? I, so I I have a very basic limited understanding of astrology. (gasps) That's great. Um, all I know is that I'm a Capricorn. I was born December 31st and I'm a Capricorn. That makes me a Capricorn, and that's <gasps> all the information I have. I didn't know your birthday was New Year's Eve. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I, what a great birth. I don't know. I love, like, any Eve birthday. I'm like, that would be great because now you have no – I've dreamed about having a Christmas Eve or a New Year's Eve birthday because I was like, wait, but then – I could do whatever I want because I'd be like, it's my birthday, you know? Like, I don't have to go to a party. It's my birthday, so. Right. Yes, uh, yeah. About it is there's, there's always something to do. Like, yes. I never have to, like, <gasps> yeah. rest about planning because totally. there's always going to be something going on. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, Capricorn, I think, makes a lot of sense. Like, very, yes. I would, I would, oh. We'll talk about it. again on the other podcast on the astrology <laughs> Marvel pitch movie podcast. We'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, that's oh, that's mm-hmm, that checks out. I think that checks out. And I'm sure there's like maybe like a cancer situation in there too, like leading with your heart. All checks out. Makes so much sense. Sure, 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 sure. Um, Oh, but yeah, so we find out the backstory of all of these amazing, amazing characters, um, and it's all very similar. They are all so fucking funny, so fucking brilliant, um, and they all glitched, and they just want to go home. Um, and Miles explains that, you know, basically that's why he's going to save the multiverse. Um, I also love that term. I always feel like... At the height of my nerddom saying anything like multiverse. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, and so he explains, uh, yeah, he explains that he's going to save it. Um, and they're all like, okay, fine. Well, if you're going to be the one who's going to save it, like we're going to basically give you a pop quiz and see if you can handle it. We're going to train you. Um, and he at that time cannot get back up. Also, they, they bombard him just to be fair. Like (laughs) they put him through the ringer for sure. Yeah. And like, and so they tell Peter Parker, they're like, listen, he's just, he's not ready. And obviously, and I think (laughs) Peter, like spider noir, like hears him say this and is like, um, yeah, like we're looking right at him and whispering, and he can hear us. He's like, like he's, yeah, I feel. <laughs> yes, and so he leaves, um, 
And at this point, like, he's not answering anyone's calls. Um, he goes to try and look for Aaron. His dad is calling him um, It's and is very clearly upset. Um, and he's at Aaron's apartment when who I called the super scary guy shows up. Um, yes. Um, prior, prior to learning his true identity, I was like the guy, the, um, I was like, I also called him like the chic purple character. Like he has like that purple glow. He has the cool claw hands. Yeah. I was like, you're very cool. Um, You're scary. Mm -hmm. His name, fun fact, his name, the, the, the villain's name is Prowler. Prowler. (gasps) Checks out. Okay, cool. Great. See, and this is why you have friends who are smarter than you, because then you learn things from them. And that's the lesson of today. <laughs> um, or nerdier friends, which also is the best, because then you get more nerd knowledge. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> Only on certain things. Only on certain things. Um, but yeah, so he's at his apartment. Prowler shows up and... Um, and he's searching, uh, but Miles is like told he goes invisible. Um, and when and like in that moment, Prowler reveals himself, and it's fucking Aaron. I remember seeing this, uh. and I, I gasped. I lit. I was like, no. I was like, I felt so betrayed. Like the way uh, and the way they allow you to emotionally invest in the story. I was like, I am. Right. I was furious. I was. Curious. I was so sad. Yeah, like they 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 get you to like root for their relationship so much at the beginning. Yeah, because they have a tender connection, and he like Miles obviously feels like this 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 strong sense of of kinship with Aaron. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that he's the supervillain, and your heart oh. just breaks. Oh God, it's brutal. It's, it really is really brutal. That reveal is so hard to watch. And then they have a crazy car chase, um, or a car chase, car, their crazy car crashes. Um, the shit is crazy. It's nuts. Um, and then he, as essentially, Miles gets away. But I, I wondered, I was like, did he let him get away? Like, I couldn't. I, I wonder that. And I think probably for storytelling purposes, no. I mean, he doesn't know that it's Miles yet, but I don't know. I was like, Prowler is so powerful. I just thought, I don't know. That was a question I had in my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, sorry to interrupt. No, this, no, this, never apologize. Mm-hmm. There's this like really creepy sound effect that happens whenever Prowler is about to like enter the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. But it's like if like a transformer and a fucking I don't know like jungle cat yes got together yes. and produced that effect that's like, what it would be yeah it's like I'm like what the fuck yeah, yeah I'm like what the fuck and like that was that was like a dying cat but like yeah it's like it's like off key it's like sharp it's like so it's like discordant and scary yes that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. It's really gross and awesome and terrifying. <laughs> gross and awesome and terrifying. A podcast by Debo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exact. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm just trying to create jobs for both of us. I'm like, what can we make? Um, 
girl, in this economy, you got to do what you got to do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after this crazy fight, he goes to Aunt May's and of course he is fucking followed and shit is fucking bananas. Like, bad guy after bad guy after bad guy shows up. Um, I love that they took this opportunity to mix all these different animation styles, um, uh, you know, between, like, um, uh, Penny Parker and then, like, the Warner Brothers kind of style of, like, yeah. Porker or Peter Porker. Yeah, I always call Porker Parker. But, yeah, like, <laughs> it's just, it's so creative. It's so interesting. Um, yeah, and they're just totally fucking Aunt, up Aunt May's house. It's a disaster. Um, she asks them to go outside, and they do not. Um, and Aaron, they get on top of the roof, and Aaron, I mean, not knowing it's Miles, is going to kill him. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, meanwhile, Jeff, Miles's father, gets called to the scene, um, and uh, he reveals himself to he reveals himself to Aaron. Miles does, and Aaron can't do it. Um, and in a split second, Kingpin shoots him. <laughs> like, oh my! Oh my! God. The trauma! Oh my God! <laughs> Yes, this I thought about that. I was like, the trauma that he has witnessed and has experienced is wild. It is vast. It's vast. Um, I think I think it's Nick Cage's character, Spider Noir. He has a line about this later. He's like, "Damn, this is like a really dark origin story." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes." It's so brutal that moment. Like, God, man, oh, it's just. It's just terrible. And like, it reminds me of like the way Star Wars is so effective at doing that, like giving you a connection that you've been longing for and then literally stripping it all away from you. It's just so fucking heartbreaking. It's so sad. Um, What? I was saying it's heartless. It is heartless. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Um, And, uh, and Miles takes, Aaron's body he leaves um and then we get this like just uh, like a truly truly beautiful scene between the two of them um and this was a moment that stuck out to me so much in terms of showing um like two men who love each other showing vulnerability um in a superhero movie um, and having like basically the protagonist having Spider-Man cry in it, it just it, it like gives me so much hope. I think it, it's just an incredible message to be able to deliver to young men and to and women. But, you know, to say that you can be you can be a superhero. You can be so tough. You can fly. You can be invisible. And, like, also you can cry. And that's totally, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's one of the things that I love so much about superhero movies is that, like, 9.9 times out of 10, it's just, like, ordinary people under extraordinary circumstances. <gasps> yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Totally. Totally. So true. Um, yeah, and his his dad, Miles' father, shows up, um, finds he finds Miles, and then he turns invisible. Um, and then we have another incredibly 
heart moving moment um, or heartfelt moment when uh, Jeff finds Aaron um, and then instantly is like, well, we got to find fucking Spider-Man because I'm going to yeah. fuck him up. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> um, and um, but again, oh, God, that whole scene is just so lovely. Um, and Miles shows up at the dorm with the other spiders. Um, we get a great line. I think it's Peter Porker says that's the trouble with this job. You can't save everyone. Um which, again, I was like, they, I love that they throw in so much insight and wisdom in the middle, you know, from a character especially who's so comedic and so funny. Um, the writers are so great. And um, yeah, we get this great moment when his roommate shows up. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and they all hide in the ceiling. Um, and then he passes out. And then I love that they do that joke recall later when um, – uh, when Miles like gets his full power, um, <laughs> he like wakes up and then immediately falls back asleep. Like <laughs> it's great. Um, and he's the nerd. That was the best part. I'm like, no, this kid was the nerd. Like he was the one <laughs> who had all the comic books. I do also love the like we sneak peek of a Chance the Rapper poster um, yeah. on his wall. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, the one with the, the, he's wearing the four hat. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Um, but yeah. And so th basically they all tell him, they're like, we came to say goodbye so that he doesn't go to the collider. Um, and, uh, and in a, in a pretty heartbreaking moment, Peter challenges Miles and he just can't do it. He can't, he can't in that moment, he can't do what's being asked of him. Um, but, um, but I like that it's not, it's not like a loss. It's not like, like Peter is not like, oh, you're not good enough. He's like, no, this is not the right time. Like, you're just not ready. It's not like you'll never be ready. It's just not right right now. Um, right. And, and so he, he webs him up and, um, and Miles says, when will I know if, when will I know when I'm ready? Um, and he says, it's a leap of faith. That's all it is. Just a leap of faith. Um, and again, just like Marvel being like, cool, cool, cool. For any adult in the room, your gut is punched. Like, you know, question your life choices. Uh, we want to make you think really hard about them, uh, which is what I did. I was like, oh, my God, leave us in. <laughs> I need to take like, it. Great. Thanks. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, Jeff, Miles's father, shows up at the dorm to tell him that he doesn't want them to drift apart. And most importantly, to tell him that he believes in him. Um, and that, again, like truly that the relationship between them is so special and him believing in him is what like basically ignites his power. Like he just needed somebody to tell him that he needed, he needed someone to believe in him and he needed them to say it. And then he fucking breaks free. He is full. Like, it is fucking Spidey time. We are, like, it is a go. We are off to the fucking races. Like, he is, he can electrocute shit. Like, he's next level. He's ready. He's fucking ready. And, and like you said, I love that, that, that's, that's what he needed was mm -hmm. someone to, like, not just someone, but his father, like, probably the yeah. person in his life who has consistently been like the hardest on him 
to, yes. to have a vulnerability with them and be like, Hey, I believe in you. <laughs> and, you know, at that moment, like, obviously Jeff didn't know just how, how much those words weighed yeah. in terms of right. like their effect on miles, but the yeah. effect that it had so, so profound. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so lovely. And it's all scored to what's up danger. Like the, the yes. score, oh my God, if like that does not make you like unable to sit still also feel like they, I feel like they create this feeling in the audience. They're like, no, you're fucking invincible. Like that sequence makes me feel fucking invincible. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm a superhero. Like, which I yeah. think yeah, it's like, that's what they did such a great job of making us all feel. They're like, no, you can do it. Like you're a superhero. You can wear the mask. I'm like, you're right. I am. it's true it's true um and then he goes he goes to maze we get that incredible scene of him spray painting the suit and making it his own coming into his power yeah it's 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 beautiful i love i love that yeah i love that he does his own thing like he truly makes it his own version of Spider-Man. Like he really is coming into his own. And it looks amazing. It oh, looks amazing. The black he, and red. Yes. It's so, it's so sick. It's so great. Way better than the OG. I must say like it is, I love that it is like clean and cool and current. It, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah. He is ready to fucking go. And then we get these, just like it, this entire sequence of him falling and taking that leap of faith, like those shots of him and they'll like when New York is like inverted um, the yeah. way. Oh, my God. They're stunning. They're absolutely stunning. Breathtaking. Just yeah. beautiful. I, yeah. I like I remember seeing that for the first time in theaters and just like sitting forward in my seat, like eyes wide open. Yeah. I mean, what is happening? This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yes, yes. I definitely like full volume in the theater. And I think I was not in a very vocal audience. Like I love when I am because then I like I'm always talking. I'm like, I'm like, uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Like, how can you not? Like this shit is so it's so fucking exciting. It's so exciting. I can't help it. I can't. Um, but yeah, and then his his comic book gets added to the pile, which is yes. so cool. Um, and then the entire Spidey team shows up, um, and they're, they're like, okay, great. We got to go to the Spidey. It's basically Kingpin's like holding a Spidey fundraiser. It's so weird and so ugh, gross. Um, and uh, they're like, okay, cool. Well, we got to sneak in somehow because we got to go to the Collider. And all of the waiters are dressed like Spider-Man. So they're like, well, I guess it's that easy, which I love. I guess we'll walk in. <laughs> yes, I love that. Then, like, I love, yeah, like you said, the writers just, like, don't take themselves too seriously. They know when to make fun of themselves. It's so good. So good. Um, and Peter gets distracted by alternate universe MJ. Um, and But she's really just looking for some bread for her table. And Peter won't hear of it. Um, but uh, when they get to the collider, um, now it has been activated. And obviously, like, they're fucking ambushed. And, like, shit 
is fucking difficult. Like, Penny's robot is destroyed, which always makes me cry. Um, And Miles is able to grab Gwen. And in probably my favorite sequence, the way seeing Gwen um, punch uh, Doc Ock, like, it is the most... Like, it is the gnarliest fucking punch. It is so hard. It is so brutal. And there's something, like, as a as a woman who always wanted to be in superhero movies, I was like, yeah, I want to punch someone like that in a movie. Like, that, <laughs> it gets me amped. I want to punch Doc Ock. She fucking sucks. Career goals. Yes, ca- yes, career. Okay, we say it here. We're writing it down. It has been manifested. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so they, everyone else, they are all ready to go back. Um, and I just had to say, Gwen and Miles are so cute to me. I love them so much. Um, but um, Peter and Miles, they they get the Spidey sense, and they both know that kingpin is there like once everyone else has gone back they're like oh fuck 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 kingpin is here um and they get into just like the most insane fucking fist fight on top of a train car inside of a train car kingpin's family shows up and then um miles is able to like momentarily escape and that whole oh god that storyline with him and his family is so fucking sad it's so heartbreaking it makes you feel for him like even Mm -hmm. though he's trying to, to to like destroy the world in the process like yes. he like his motives are coming from a place that's really really sweet yeah and it, yeah he's, he's he's grieving he's yes. very much grieving yeah and like that idea that like everyone just wants love and to be loved yeah. and like that's all he's chasing you know like and with then of course when I think about that and I'm like yeah just like Richard the third and then I'm like okay well I'm really rationalizing some things <laughs> but like you know but I'm like that's what makes him a great villain like yeah. just that he is capable of loving that's so exciting and terrifying <laughs> um yeah, like Ordinary people under extraordinary circumstances. Yes, yes, yes. I'm stealing that. I love that. I love that. Um, But yeah, so then uh, Jeff, his father, shows up. He sees the entire Kingpin fight um, with Spider-Man. And God, we get just a fucking banger of a line when Miles says, um, I'll always have my family And then he does the fucking hand on the shoulder, just like Aaron taught him, and electrocutes the fuck out of him. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It is. Cheered in my seat. Yes. It was so fucking great. I mean, (laughs) like, what a fucking line. It's so good. What a zing to him. It's terrific. Um, and Miles gets out. He's able to get on a phone call with his dad um, and then just like hop, like shows up as Spider-Man. So I love that he gets to speak with his dad as him and then shows up as Spider-Man and is like putting on a voice and trying. <laughs> like and, tries to lower his voice 10 yes, octaves. Yes. And it's so it's great. It's so weird. But then he he does hug him and says, I love you. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, which is so sweet, and then also like so weird for Jeff, and it's it's perfect. Um, and uh, and meanwhile, he's trapped fucking Kingpin in a fucking web. Like, 
just casual. I love that he's like, oh, yeah, there you go. And then just walks off. Like, so cool, so suave, so easy. Like a pro. Like, like a, a pro. pro. Yeah. And then, like, I I really appreciated the way they ended it, how they didn't really wrap. They wrapped it up. But, like, did they? You know, like, in a way that obviously we were going to get a second one. Thank God. Um, right. But Peter is now back with his MJ. Everything is back in the right place. Um, and we get this, it, my favorite line in the entire film, which is, yeah, like, anyone can wear the mask. Um, <clears throat> and then we get Gwen trying to, like, slide into those DMs. Not really. She's just, like, calling him through uh, the universe. But, um, you know, she's like, hey, what's up? And, like, that's it. And blackout. So... Good. So good. Oh my talk God. About, talk about a roller coaster of a movie. Yes. Yes. If you, um, if like, if you had one takeaway or what would you say your biggest takeaway from the film is? My biggest takeaway from the film. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to repeat myself for like the third time in this podcast and say, you know, it doesn't being a hero doesn't necessarily take like having superpowers or mm-hmm. having of like the, 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 the largest amount of strength or the largest amount of weapons or anything like that. It's like the heroes come from ordinary people believing in themselves and rising up to the occasion to help others, uh, which is, you know, at its core, what, what Marvel movies and superhero movies in general come down to are these, you know, people who are just everyday people, Peter Parker's, the Peter Parker's of your life who, you know, have the chance to stand up and take a stand and, you know, do something to make the world a better place. And they believe in themselves enough and they have the support system to, to do so, to, to, to get out there and, and try to make a difference. And yeah. I think that the movie, this movie and all superhero movies in general are trying to, to teach us that, you know, we have that within us. We all have the ability to, to put on this mask and mm-hmm. become heroes in our own right. Um, mm-hmm. Which like rings especially true today, mm-hmm. both yeah. like in a in a, liter, in a literal sense and a metaphoric sense. Yeah, um, yeah. With this idea of like putting on a mask and yeah. in order to save people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's oh my god. Oh, that makes me so emotional. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's terrific. I mean, yeah. I think for me, it's all of those things and the idea that you know you can. When you believe in someone, when you invest in someone and you let them know that, like they're capable of anything Um, Mm -hmm. and um, and heroes are born, you know, heroes are born from support. It's who is around them. Um, You can't do it alone as much as like, you know my like Aries ass would want to it's like no you have to have you have to have people believe in you um and yeah like if you believe if if you trust other people in their support of your greatness um whether that's like family or found family like you will be great like um 
And yeah, I just love the idea that anybody can wear the mask. Anybody can be a superhero. And I love what you said. I'm like, yes, go be a superhero. Put on a fucking mask. Like that's, we all actually, we all actually are Spider-Man. We are (laughs) Spider-Man. We all have the opportunity to be fucking Spider-Man right now. Right now. Devo. Right and that's, now. And that's why it was my dream come true for you to come because I knew <laughs> you would blow the roof off of all of our minds. Um, but truly, this was such an honor. I'm so glad you spent so much time with me today. This was such a joy. And it's just the best getting to nerd out with you and spend time with you. So thank you for doing this. Absolutely. I mean, getting to talk about this movie, getting to watch this movie again and then talk about it in depth with you has been such it's, it's just been so much fun because um, I, I love I love the movie. I love Marvel. I love talking with you. And so it's just like all of that coming together into one special occasion has been like the highlight of my week. So thank you for uh, having me on your show. Oh my God. No, thank you. And everyone go be Spider-Man. Go be a superhero. Put on your fucking mask. Go do it. <laughs> go do it. Put on the mask. Save the world. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy. We'll see you real soon. 